God bless you. Amen. We're on the right track. Amen, Brother Chad. You're right. If this is an indication of the new year, I can't wait until, amen, we see what, amen, God has in store for us. Hallelujah. Great to see you. Amen. All of you in the house of the Lord. Brave this bitter, you know, I want to say this crisp day, but it's a little bit more than crisp. It's bitter out there. And uh, it was colder even up where Brother Green, up in the further you go up that north and up that, you know, elevation goes a little bit. I don't know how cold. It was 11 here on my little my little thermometer, my little app on my phone, 11 degrees this morning. Uh, good day for people just stay in bed and uh, great excuse. But you braved the cold and you made it out. I'm glad you did. Isaiah chapter 61, way back in the Old Testament, Isaiah 61, I want to read verses 1 through 3. I know you've been standing a while. I don't have a real long message. I know that scares some of y'all when I say that or either just creates a good laugh like some of you did. <laughs> Unless God does something more than what I have here, amen. Sister Sidok just said I got the green light, just felt the Holy Ghost urging her because y'all know preachers are insecure people that operate in faith. You always got that little, I'm going to do this because I feel like this is the direction to go in. However, it's just kind of a little different thing. Maybe just a point or two, thought that maybe you've not thought of and it'll help you. May not make you shout. That's all right too. Amen. We we got shouting messages and and uh, aisle running and this is not one of them, but maybe, amen, you'll get this and then you'll shout in your own time. Verse 1 of Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. I love the way that starts. Amen. I like to I like to move in the Holy Ghost. This is what the prophet was doing. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, what a mission. Amen. Our God has taken upon himself this creation that's gone wild in the wrong direction. Amen. God has decided to help and bless. Verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Brother, Brother Johnson preached about that a little bit. You know, the American Christianity, and I suppose even around the globe, you know, this grace message, which I am, this is a wonderful, wonderful time that we live in. It's called the grace dispensation. I I'm right in the middle of my text, but I just feel like ministering to somebody here in the Holy Ghost right now. It's so easy to follow the trend uh, of the quote unquote uh, modern day Christians today. We only deal with grace. Everything's about grace. I'm, 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 I'm a thankful person, amen. If you ever saw a thankful person about you looking at one right now, we know that whatever happens good to us, it is the grace of God, amen. If any of us are saved, it's gonna be the grace of God. But Brother Johnson preached and taught out of Joel, amen, today, and he talked about a time that God was gonna pour out his judgment on this earth. Now you can ignore that if you want and choose not to look at it and just want to smile all the time and be happy. Well, that's wonderful. But according to God's word, these things are going to come right here. A day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. He just put that right in the middle and then he went right back to comforting us because he's made a way for all of us. And it's normally not my way and not your way. It's God's way. Verse three, to appoint unto them that more. This is I'm getting down to my text right now where I really want to talk about for a few minutes. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Y'all know what mourn is? To weep. Amen. To be sad. Amen. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, wow. Talk about reversing some things. Talk about turning some situations around. This is God's promise to some things that he wants to do for us. Hallelujah. Amen. That they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Oh, I want to glorify him now. I want to do it in faith. He's already planted some of us. He's already blessed us and lifted us up. He set us up and placed us in high places and holy places. 
Hallelujah. Let's do this right now. Let's let's find somebody around us, shake their hand, smile at them. Some of y'all hadn't smiled yet today. Amen. Smile. Hey, and bless somebody. God bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you, sir. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Pentecostal fellowship meeting. Glory, Jesus. I love our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Along with Brother brother Chad and amen. Great to see the Swingos back with us and their guests. Miss you guys. Amen. You're part of this church. Glad you're here. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Marvin, good to see y'all back. Amen. Miss you guys. Amen. Some of you didn't get on the list. If you didn't get on the list, well, hey, we, we're sorry we didn't get you there, but bless you. Great to see you. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Zion is the church, weeping in the church. It's more than smiling and more than dancing, and that's part of it. And we're never going to stop that too much scripture, too much Bible about praising him in the dance and clapping your hands and, and uh, being joyful you know, and happy about this. Too much of this. We're not going to change that, but we can't leave out the part where it talked about, amen, uh, the mourners in church. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Amen. I want to preach to you, amen, if I would and could come up with a title, and this is certainly not, uh, hopefully not a downer for you, but it, but it won't last too long. Brokenness. Brokenness. There's, there's something that precedes brokenness. And if you've never been broken, maybe it's because you've never had a burden. Amen. You get the burden of the Lord upon you. Some of you don't understand what that is. Amen. But this brokenness that comes because things are not going right. Amen. And you're not making the progress that you think you should be. And maybe you don't think God's answering your prayers quick enough. Amen. But you have to understand this brokenness is the key to what we all want. It's the key to power. Amen. I want enough power. Amen. To do what needs to be done in the kingdom of God. I want enough power to speak to cancer and it just disappear or dissipate. Amen. And flee from someone's body that's, that's uh, you know, overcome by that. I, I want enough power to lay hands upon somebody after pe- uh, speaking the words of faith and them receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and deliverance from sin and things that have them bad. I want the power. Well, the way you get that, it's not the way that we think. We would like to just fast a while and, well, we could even leave off the fast. We would just like to pray the prayer of faith and then just receive the power. Just muster up enough faith because through faith all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Unfortunately, that's not exactly how it works. It, that is how it works, but not that all by itself. Amen. You add brokenness. You know, I've said this for many years. It's something that I, that I uh, discovered on my own. People that were, to me, they were high up in the, the God's kingdom and, and in authority. Good speakers, good uh, people that could convey things to us. And, and I would just get it through their ministry. And I, somehow I just, you know, I just felt like that, you know, they'd just uh, been preaching all their life. And, and, but, but when I would finally get to know these people and find out a little bit more about them. I found out that they had actually gone through, excuse the terminology, through hell on this earth. I did not know the torment and the torture and the situations, amen, and the valleys. Had They had a story. I'm telling you, anybody that is used of God, Anybody that has any power or any authority that works in God's kingdom, that individual is going to go through the valley. Remember when they said the promised land's over there? Amen. But God said it's a land of hills and valleys. 
We only want to talk about the hill. We don't want to be in the valley, all right, unless it's just some lush, beautiful, garden-like valley. But that's it. No, no, no. We're talking about a valley where there's trouble. We're talking about a low place. Amen. That's the, we like the mountaintops. That's where we want. But that's not where the power comes from. That's not where the authority comes from. Folks, let me just tell you something. There are churches, amen, that mocked the old-time brush arbor, amen, sawdust floor, kerosene lantern churches that were called holy rollers back during the Depression years. There was people who laughed about them and mocked them, called them holy rollers. But somebody realized that there was some power there, that revivals broke out across the country. They weren't allowed in town in many places, amen, especially the country towns. So they had to get out on a little country road somewhere, sometimes a gravel road. That's where my mom and dad prayed through, amen, was baptized in the Holy Ghost and got the revelation of the Godhead, amen, in a little old brush arbor somewhere, amen. But then they got to realize and those little brush arbors were growing into churches and it collected people and drew people. And so folks began to try to mock that and so they put drums in the church. And, and I'm talking about uptown people, you know, they just, and so there's people trying to maybe just set the stage and now they get the lights and the smoke and all of that and set the, I'm not against any of that folks, but let me tell you, there's nothing like a valley situation. There's nothing like brokenness. There's nothing like going through tests and trials and discouragement and disappointment and still hanging in there and trusting God. Nothing will bring you power and authority like that. Hallelujah little revelation for some of us. Amen. When it dawns on some of us that are just down today, I'm not even looking at your face, most of you. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, I'm just going through it. You're getting ready and God's getting ready and getting you ready to put some authority in your witness and in your preaching and in your teaching. You gotta get through this and you will with his help. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The scripture was quoted by Jesus in Luke 4, the same scripture here. Jesus was sent to bind up the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. Amen. God may send angels. Oh, be supernatural with us to do his bidding in all kinds of situations in our lives. But notice, it was to the brokenhearted. He sent his only begotten son. You know why? Because the broken are special. I quote a scripture all the time here. There's a reason that scripture's in there. Amen, amen. The broken people, amen. People who are down and out, amen. The Bible says God will in no wise turn away. That brokenness somehow commands the attention of Almighty God. This is why that you can go to places where people are just smiling, crowds of people, amen, just smiling. They may have their cutoffs on and their flip-flops on and they're singing some kind of hip-hop almost sounding worship songs. Not, nothing wrong with that if they want to do it, but they're about 100 miles wide and they're about an inch deep. but you get in a place where somebody's been through some tests. Somebody's been to death's door. I told y'all this wouldn't be a shouting message. Maybe in a minute, okay. All right, we'll just see how it goes, all right. Somebody that struggled. Somebody that's been in the valley of discouragement. Somebody that's been let down. Amen. Somebody that's lost a loved one, been to the edge of the grave and saw them bury someone that's dear. And they, listen, that's God putting you in the valley of despair. That's when you need God. You can't, you don't, you don't pick a church just because they got a, you know, a, a bunch of, we've had people are like, we'd like to come to the church. They go to a church that don't even preach the truth, amen, and because they got a lot of programs. That's what the lady told me. They got a lot of programs there. Oh, really? Wow. Churches now, not against this either, but they, they got churches now that they got, they got a Starbucks in the foyer. You get your coffee when you come. Y'all know my story. I didn't see it, but somebody told me about a church not too far from here. Amen. They just, you know, the guy comes out, the preacher comes out. He's got, a, he's got his shirt tail hanging. Don't wear a suit. You look too much like a preacher. He just wants to be one of the guys. Y'all, let me tell you, I'm too old for that. 
Thank God if you can win somebody. Listen, I'm not saying I, I'd like to just have, have a golf shirt on right now, you know, and a, and a pair of Dockers, you know. You know, with some kind, not, not lace-up, you know, just some kind of slip-on shoe. I like that. I just feel like I got to do better than that. I'm not preaching against anything, but he comes out on the platform, you know, with a good crowd of people, and he's way, he's got his mug of coffee. I'm gonna be friendly with you. I'm gonna walk back there and praise and worship and be friendly. Listen, but we gotta have a move of God. Listen, this is not a Tupperware party. This is not an Amway meeting. This is church. Amen. This is where God meets us. This is where he forgives us of our sins. He lifts us up out of the valley of despair. Hallelujah. Folks, let me tell you something. There's too many folks. There's too, I'm talking to Brother Jerry about this. He knows about these things. There's too many people in our community that's, that's hooked on alcohol and some kind of drugs. Heroin, you hear about it everywhere. Amen. They say it's Maryland and especially Baltimore and even Carroll County. It's the drug of choice. Bobby and Connie knows about this kind of stuff. Amen. God has delivered Sister Connie from this. Amen. And others scattered across this. There's too many people in need for us to come here and just smile at each other. Is that all right? I'm for being happy. Amen. But listen, I'll be happy when the job gets done. When I see somebody talking in tongues up here, when I see somebody shouting, amen, and have tears of joy, that's when I'll smile and be happy. I, I, I think I think and I'm not I'm not here to have a you know a, a scriptural debate or a scrap with every Christian thank God for whatever Christians do whatever level they are amen I, I'm not here to do that but there's a there's a power that's needed there's some jobs that you're just not going to just smile at people and just dance around and just play church that's just not going to cut it folks amen that's like myself, I came from a family. I came from a bunch of heathens. I came from backslidden parents that had prayed through in that sawdust, but somewhere along the way, about the time I was born, they backslid. And I grew up until I was 12. And you can't get worse than a backslider, a Pentecostal backslider home. That's a step worse than just a plain sinner. The Bible talks about Jesus talked about a house is swept and garnished and clean and the devils are cast out. And then guess what? I guess somebody left the doors open and the windows open because when that devil gets cast out, he's gonna come back to that house and find out that it's not locked up, not closed, not guarded. And he takes seven more spirits even worse than himself. That's what, that, that's what I believe that means. That's why that we don't need to mess around. Amen. We need to come to this altar, be the path to this place, shed bitter tears of repentance. Amen. And stay in this thing. Listen, you don't believe the grace? Yes. You know what? I think God's grace is so powerful and so strong, you'll almost have to just quit and walk away from God to be lost. If you don't quit, if you don't give up, God, you can be saved. But it's when you decide, I can't do this anymore, I'm not doing it, you know, and you go the other way, that's where you can actually be lost forever. So we need some power in this place. This is, I'm gonna talk to you about the source of that power here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God sends help to us, sends his only son, only begotten son. The Old Testament word, Shabar, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, for broken Amen. Can also mean shattered. Hallelujah. My wife was trying to help me explain that. I mean, pronounce that word last night. So we just like, and she, I really found out she didn't know either. And so we'll just say it, all right? <laughs> I, do, I do listen to her, but I've learned how to question her. Well, are you sure that? Well, well I'm, we're not really sure. Ezekiel 34 describes sheep that fell and broke their legs. So if that word shabar or shabar uh, means shattered, that means that the bones of that sheep's legs could be shattered. You ever heard of somebody broke a leg bone, broke an arm? They say, it just shattered it. Not just a break, but a shatter. So in that original language, folks could be shattered, broken. Ezekiel 27 mentions ships being broken by the waves of the sea. 
Hallelujah. I believe that there are times, just as the ships were broken, that God breaks and shatters us. Don't get discouraged. Don't think God's on a vacation or God's taking his nap and forgot about us when we find ourselves broken and it seems like the whole world is caving in on us and we make the statement nobody really understands oh yeah I beg to differ amen God understands he didn't forget about you he didn't make a mistake he took down the hedge for the enemy to get in to Job because he wanted to teach Job and the devil and us now a lesson here Amen. Because the devil, you see, the devil knows nothing about forgiveness and he knows nothing about mercy and he knows nothing about any of that and what it'll get you because that's where pride is. Pride entered into him. I mean, here's what he thought that Job would do. That's how he thinks. Oh, when I get done with him, he's gonna curse you to your face. And God said, okay, let's see if he does. How much you wanna bet? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He trusted Job with a tragedy. He trusted Job with a misunderstanding. What are you gonna do when things don't go right? Well, let me just tell you right now. Let me just warn you. Let me speak some words of wisdom to you. There will be a time that things won't go right. You need to decide now if you're gonna get mad and take your marbles and go home. That's what, that's, that's what kids do. Didn't Paul say, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I acted like a kid. But when I grew up and became a man, I changed a little bit. I look at things just a little bit different right now. Let me, let me just tell you something. Amen. I was on it a while ago. This might help somebody a little bit. When I was, I remember being a kid in the truck, in the old pickup truck with my dad. There was a crippled man or an old man. To me, I, I was probably 13 or 14 by that time. I had no idea what sickness was about, Sister Jan. I used to hear people, the elder people, stand up in the church and thank God for good health. Thank God I didn't feel any pain today. It was totally Greek to me. I had no idea what they were talking about. Could we just go on to some fiery testimony and just, you know, I, but you know, when the doctor said, you got cancer, sir, what kind is the kind that kills you? You know what I can do now? I, I, I've seen this all my life, but never paid any attention to it. Brother Siddock, I never paid any attention to it. But I can, I can be sitting in the, in the parking lot right out here at the grocery store and there's a, there's a Rite Aid right there, food line and the Rite Aid. And there's times I can be sitting there, you know, and I see people going to the drugstore, Brother Bernie, and they'll be, and I can see how they walk. They're going in to get their prescription filled. And I'm like, mm-hmm. They just had surgery and just got out of the hospital. Some kind of surgery, I don't know what kind. But I could tell how they, they walked about like I walked, Sister Green, from church that first day after I got back from cancer surgery. And I said, no, I'm not, I can't stay there. I'm kind of like Brother Green with that. I can't stay at the house of them having church right over there. And so I walked, that was a long way across there to me. That's just, usually it's just a, you can just cruise. And sometimes I trot and jog over here and back. It wears me out, but I'd still do it. But here I come, Brother John, just like this. I'm like, oh, that person's hurting right now. They're suffering. They're going through some things. There will come a time, amen. I don't know what it'll be. Not predicting, not prophesying anything ugly and bad on you, but we live in a world, we're human beings, amen. There will be a time things will not go right and you'll have an opportunity to question God and ask him why. And he doesn't mind. He's got answers for you. He'll send a preacher along and tell you, hey, that's where your power's coming from. You keep a good spirit. It doesn't have to be physical either. Hey, spiritual things. Listen, I've always said this. Listen, we've got sophisticated devils in these last days. We got devils that I never had. To, I don't know what to do with them, but I do have the power and the authority to handle them and take authority over them and drive them. I do have that. I don't know who you are and what you're about, but I know you're not from God, amen, so I, I adjure you to get out of this person right now and get out of this church. We have authority over that. It's what you say, and, and listen, not only what you say, you can't beg and ask God, you know, you know the, Mr. Devil, please, would you like, you don't, no, 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 you don't do it that way because he will laugh at you. You have to do, kind of like I'm preaching right now, you have to do it with authority. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So what you going to do when you get down in that? What's it going to do when your best friend lets you down? What's you going to do when your preacher disappoints you? What's you going to do when he says things and he will? Ah, I wish I hadn't said that. You know, why did I say that? You, listen, you can't unring a bell. You can't call back words. You can try, but they're, they're out there. And the damage is done. Amen. And so you just have to learn how, amen, to square your shoulders. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed are they that love thy law. This is a tough one right here. And nothing shall offend them. We get offended. Oh, why do you say, I don't know. Hallelujah. Maybe it was just to test you. Broken ships, broken legs, amen. Examples of things that are broken or shattered, amen. But, but we have learned, and this is the point I'm trying to get across, amen, that there is a deep blessing in brokenness. There's a blessing. Listen, we're gonna preach of it. Nobody needs to look like they've been eating lemons all the time. I'm not certainly not preaching against smiling and have a good disposition, amen, but there's a deeper, different kind of blessing that comes from, amen, weeping and mourning and, and brokenness. You can't get that from a smiling service. Amen, everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah, Daniel 8 and 8 speaks of a goat. Here's something else that we could bring in, amen. A goat, and he talked about a great horn. In the Bible, a horn represents power. That's why they had horns at the corners of the altar. It represents power and authority, if you if you know about Scripture. Amen. Amen. And so this reference indicates that power has been, and I like to use the word instead of broken, power has been shattered. Your authority has been taken away. Amen. You have no say in the matter. If you did, it wouldn't make any difference. Hallelujah. You can be broken economically. Why why does this happen? Amen. He's trying to teach us to depend on him. It is teaching us to be contrite. It's not popular, I understand that, to be broken and, and, and lean. We have to learn how to do this. Lean entirely upon him to be able to weep and to seek God and to pray sincerely out of total dependence upon him. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna preach to us just a little bit today, all right? Amen. Therein lies the true power and the blessing and the favor of God. Every one of us want that, but we are disappointed because we're going through this or that. Everyone, somebody in here, amen, it's just like, I, I just don't know. I, listen, he's trying, amen, to fill you up with the authority and the blessing and the favor of God. And it's the only way you can get it. Somebody said it's the only way. All right, listen, we want eternal life, but God knew the only way was to send his son, Jesus, and he suffered and bled and died, but he resurrected, hallelujah, to give us what we need, hallelujah. Ezekiel 9 and 4, and the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city. Now, this is, this, this, I don't, I'm not spending the time that I should on this, but you'll get it, all right, because some of you are smart and you probably could pe- preach this better than me. Go in the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and watch this now, set a mark upon the foreheads of men. Watch this, not that are shouting, not that's talking in tongues, not doing miracles. No, this was God now telling the prophet. But he said, I want you to put a mark on the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. You find some criers and weepers. You find some folks that are sigh. That was the order to the prophet from God. You go and you search for people. Amen. Not dancers and praisers and smilers, even though we do that. All right, and we're gonna promote that around here. This is a praising church, but can we just get another foundation stone just slipped in under all of that, amen, before we build the building too big here? Amen, there's some weeping that needs to go on. 
There's some sighing, like what are we gonna do, God? Amen, this world is a mess. Amen, new laws have been passed. You don't even know which bathroom to send your kids to right now because somebody that just thinks, amen, that they're a woman, but yet they're a man, they're by law now, in a lot of places, they're allowed to go there. I tell the story, I tell the story, you know, the, that community, that whole community feels like, don't tell you, you know, you know now there's places that don't even want to tell your kid, encourage them if they're a little girl, to, you're a little girl and you need to dress like a lady. They don't want you to do that anymore. There's places they don't even want you to put the sex of the child, even when it's born, on the birth certificate. It's just a child. No, 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 no. It's a boy or a girl. But you let them decide what they're going to be. Really? Let them decide. And my granddaughter, I said this before, she, she thinks she's a horse. She embarrasses her mom all the time. She makes the little horse sounds, you know. So, okay, so we're just going to let her be a little horse. No, you're a little girl. Thank God that her mom's got good sense. <laughs> That's about how much sense it makes, isn't it? Oh, don't tell them what they are. If they want to be a little boy and, you know, and they don't have the little boy equipment, well, that's fine. They've, and the advice you can just do, that them to, no, 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 no. Guys, listen, we're going to help you all along here, all right? It's all right with you all. <laughs> Amen, it's all right. We're going to tell you who you are, what you are. And that's what you need to be. That don't mean we're going to pick on anybody that's confused and have to, that doesn't mean we're going to be unfriendly, amen, and focus on anybody that has different, everybody can come to this church. Anybody can get the blessings of God, amen, right out of this. But there's little boys and there's little girls. There's right and there's wrong, amen. There's sin and then there's things that are good and wonderful. It's all right to preach that. Hallelujah. Amen. So you find the weepers. They see all of this mess going on. And there's people in this that's high up in politics and we just made all kind of progress. You know, you can't, you can't let that dictate what you do and what you don't do. Because in my mind, I, I, you know, I talk back to the news and, the, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, we made progress all right. We went about 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction for about eight years. And we passed all kind of stuff. Oh yeah, you know, you know, just stuff. We just we don't need Congress. We don't need any. We just pass this. Just sign this into into the bill. Amen. So I, I don't know about you, but you know these things bother me. And so what do you do? Amen. God says it'd be good if we just wept about it. And we just sighed about it. We said, oh God, help us. Amen. There's some things that are wrong and we know according to your word, you said it and it's forever settled. And so, you know, we don't get a sign and go out and march, you know, at the White House or the, you know, we might, but we've never done that. But we find an altar somewhere and we weep and we ask God to help our nation, amen, to go in the right direction. The Hebrew word, and again, it's T-A-V, tav, it's translated mark, actually means, and this is really gets good right here, it actually means a signature. Could it, could it be that God told the prophet, you go find, amen, those weepers and those mourners and those people who are shedding tears because there's a burden for the direction of this country, amen, that they're praying about and worried about it and they're, and they're weeping about it. Could it be that God said, put my signature on them? Put my name on them. Could that, could that be that? That's what that means. That mark, he said, put a mark on them. Amen, amen. Could this be the signature of God? I don't know, but I do know that God noticed these people who were weeping. Now we're gonna shout, I'm, I'm qualifying this, and we're gonna praise. I feel like, just, just thinking about that, I feel like shouting. I'm not, I'm not advocating that we all come up here and just cry around the altar and we be a weeping church and, you know. No, no, but I'm thinking this, amen. At some point in your prayer life and some point in your walk with God it's going to be pretty easy for you to weep because things ain't going right they're not going as planned and so instead of just being mad about it and upset about it amen and taking your toys and going somewhere else and said I'm not putting up with that and getting offended amen start weeping and it could be that the angel of the Lord or the prophet of God just might put God's signature right on your forehead 
It might be, amen, God just doing all of that to see how you're gonna react and respond. Listen, I believe God's folks are tough people. We've been through some things. We've been through the river, hallelujah. Up the mountain and down the other side and we're still here. We've been through the fire. We've been through some battles and we're still here. Amen. Listen, listen, we could probably, if we've been in this church or any kind of church, amen, we could probably write a book about things that we were disappointed with and let down with. Hallelujah. You have a choice though. But, but God paid special attention to those who had a crushing burden and if they sighed and wept. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not wait, looking for everybody to come and just cry their eyes out up here just because I'm preaching this. But let me tell you what I've done. This church has been here, people has been here with us long enough. They've probably heard me say this, tell this story. I, I, we've had talented people who could preach in this church and they'd come and I'm happy for their ministry and their knowledge and their leadership skills. And I, I don't mean to just put a magnifying glass on people. We're all allowed to have flaws and failures. We're human, okay? I'll be the one that takes up for you if something goes wrong and people begin to accuse you of stuff. But I've watched people and all of that talent and ability could just do whatever. You hand them the mic, you know, they just do a good job. But it bothers me if I never see them weep. There's got to be a time. There's got to be something that moves us and stirs us. And so that, that, that gets to me. I'm like, you know what? Hey, if you're not broken, if you're not crushed about something, hallelujah, praise God. God is saying with his actions that there are certain people whom I want to place a special anointing on a special presence. I will give my attention. Hallelujah, it's all right. God is saying, I will give my attention to those broken souls. First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation. You know, somebody said, oh, but he's no respecter of person. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's true when it comes to being saved or lost. Anybody can be, no, no. But when he's talking about moving on people to anoint people, to work in his kingdom, amen. But ye are a chosen. He's talking about Holy Ghost filled, Jesus name, baptized folks. He said, you are a royal priesthood. That means there's some folks who are not royal and they're not a priesthood, all right? And a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen, this chosen generation, this peculiar people will be the individuals, amen, regardless of race, regardless of gender or generation. These are the ones who sigh and cry. Amen, according to my studies and my research, amen. But one has to cry right. I got, I've, I've got to hone that down just a little bit, amen. I said, you have to cry right. Hold that thought just a moment. Genesis 21 and 17, and I'm not gonna be much longer. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called. Watch this, I've read this and never saw this before. Over and over and over I've read it, amen. I could quote it. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, what aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Why didn't the angel say, Hagar, God heard your cries? He was crying too. This is gonna be important for somebody. It's gonna be good right here. If I don't get anything else across to you, amen, today, this is gonna be important, amen. If you've not read that story lately, and I'm just taking a little part out here, let me just real quickly do this. Hagar was the bondwoman who had Abraham's son. Remember when they jumped the gun and God had promised a son to, you know, Hagar, I mean, to uh, Abraham and Sarah, and Sarah had a walker and, you know, you know, he was old age and they just saw oh, this is impossible. Some of us right now are thinking, oh, God promised me this. You know, that's impossible. I'm all, I've always been a nobody. That's what I'll always be. I come against that spirit right now. I come against that, amen, that weak, anemic spirit, amen, 
We got to get off of life support, Christian Revival Center. Amen. We got to get out of that. Amen. We are somebody. I just read you the scripture. We're peculiar people. We're called out. We're separated. We're a royal priesthood. We need to start acting like it. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyway, they said, uh, you know, the bright idea, Sarah, you're too old to have, you're past the years of bearing children, so we'll take your bond made and between the union and Abraham, then that'll be, no, 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 no. No, God promised Abraham and Sarah a son. He didn't make a mistake there. Amen. Then when Isaac was born to Sarah, after they had, you know, Ishmael, uh, basically what happened, uh, Sarah got jealous and angry because, uh, you know, the, Ishmael was probably 12 years old, 11 or 12, somewhere about that time, and he was making fun of the little promised son. And so uh, Sarah got angry and said, you got to get rid of him. So Abraham cast this bondwoman, Hagar, out, gave her water, turned her loose in the wilderness to die in the wilderness with her son. Now, you think you got problems. You think you've been treated bad. All right? Read this story. Amen. Hallelujah. To make a long story short, Hagar was not treated fairly. And she had every right to be angry and bitter toward those who had mistreated her and her son. So she cried. She ran out of water and she cried. But here, here's the thing. I thought God was looking for criers. He is looking for criers, weepers. She cried, but see, her tears were bitter tears. They did me wrong. And she was right. Hallelujah. They were filled with hatred and they should have been, at least, you know, naturally speaking. There was hatred toward those who had mistreated her. Oh, we got to get past that. I'm, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just trying to get you through this. I'm just trying to help you through this. Would you stop holding everybody accountable for your problems? Would you stop? That's exactly the trap that the enemy wants to set for every one of us. They did me wrong. Therefore, you know, I said it the other day. Listen, if we hold a grudge and we're angry or jealous towards somebody else, it's like, it's like me taking, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's how silly that is. Because if we're angry and if we're upset and if we're hurt and if we're weeping but our tears are bitter tears, then it's gonna hurt us more than, you're not gonna hurt them. In fact, some cases people don't even know they hurt anybody. In some cases the hurt is just an imagined, but you know the imaginary pain and hurt is just as bad as real. If you think you've been hurt, if you think you've been treated bad, then it'll do just as much damage as if you really were. We've got to get over and past that, not for somebody else's sake, but for our own sake. Hallelujah. She cried, but her she was the wrong kind of cried. Oh, God, they did me wrong. We've got to get past that. However, watch this. Ishmael, the little boy, he cried out of need. All Ishmael knew was he didn't have any water. Didn't, didn't, didn't Jesus say, except ye become, listen, I prayed to many a people through, Brother Johnson of the Holy Ghost, by just saying this. Jesus said, except ye become as a little child, can in no wise inherit the kingdom. And I know Paul talked about, you know, when he was a child, he spake as a child. But I, 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 listen, we've grown up a little too much when it comes to spiritual things. A child will blurt out stuff that doesn't make sense and I say if you become a little child you would you lose control right now just a little bit you're about to receive the Holy Ghost well I don't want to say something that I don't know what I'm saying no 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 you've been in control all your life and that's the problem you need to give that most unruly member up to God that's that tongue hallelujah that's that little red devil between the white pearly gates right there it says things, you know, and some of y'all ain't got victory over that yet. Amen. Don't, don't let anything unclean or unholy or ungodly come out of your mouth because, again, you can't call that back. People are going to judge you for that for a decade, 
Oh, they, I heard them. You may get victory over it today, but because you cursed and said something ungodly and said something that wasn't righteous, then, then they're gonna, that's how they're going to judge you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. But, but listen, the, the little boy just knew what he needed, and he cried, and God heard him. Oh, if we could just get to the point where I need you, God. I need you, God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, he, he wasn't cry. His cry was not a demanding cry for justice. See, that's, there's the key right there. God, this is how we pray sometimes. Get them, God. Y'all know it's the truth. You ain't going to get nowhere doing that. <laughs> oh, God, you know I'm good, and I did it right, and I've been good. No, you're not. Stop lying. I've been doing this too long. Hallelujah. You know, he didn't say, oh, God, I want justice. You know, like somebody, like like one who wants his way. Oh, I want my way. I want it. Well, just stop it. Try to be a Christian. But see, it was a desperate cry a cry of need, a cry of necessity. Hallelujah. So it was the angel of the Lord, amen. He said, God has heard the lad, heard the boy, hallelujah. When we get to the end of ourselves, let's all stand together. I'm gonna start trying to close at least. It's to that place. When we get to the end of who we are, Amen. In our own resources. That's where we're going to find God. That's where we'll find him. You get to the end of the rope. I don't know what else to do. I'm backed in a corner. The doors are all closed. That's, that's the part. That's where God comes in. You see, Hagar didn't cry until the water was gone. As long as she could make it on her own, she was all right. But when the water ran out, isn't that's a picture of us? That's who we are. Listen, you will not, and my point is not to blast anybody or curse anybody or make it harder for you. That's not what I'm trying to do. Amen. But I want to help somebody. You will not get anywhere with angry tears or frustrated, bitter crying. Some people do that and call it prayer. No, 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 no. You, you get past that, then you can pray. But, but when our cry originates from deep need, a need for help from another world, then you capture the attention of Almighty God. The, these are some concepts that Bible-believing Christians ought to know and ought to learn. Hallelujah. I want to, listen, I don't want to waste my time, amen, with my prayers bouncing off of the ceiling. I want to get a prayer through. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we once knew a wife years ago that would tell her husband, I love you, but I don't need you. You talk about a, a, a dagger in the, in the heart of a, of a man for his wife to tell him that she did it. I love you, but I don't need you. Could, could it be that some of us have that kind of feelings about our relationship with Jesus? You know, the church is the bride in type, and Jesus is the husband that says, I'm gonna come back and get you. I'm going to come back after you. Could it be that with our actions we're saying, oh, I love Jesus, but I don't need him. I'm afraid that it may be, we don't intentionally say that and we don't verbally say it, but we could be living that out. I'm making it. I'm going to do it my way. I know he said turn the other cheek. I know he said go the second mile, but I just I just can't do that. I need you. I mean, I love you, but I don't need you. But I I, I can't forget. I forget can't forget my own bitter cry 
when I, more than once, it, just, it started when I was 12, but going to the altar and telling God how much I loved him, and not only how much I loved him, but how much I needed him. I need you, God. Brother Green, I still do it. I still do it. I don't do it in public that much, but there's times when nobody's around, and I like to spend some time just telling him that I need him. I need you, God. I need you, God. I need you, God. A husband, nothing would encourage and strengthen and empower a husband, a man, more than his wife saying, "I I really need you, honey. And a husband saying, honey, I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't know what I'd do. I need you. I'm dependent on you. Hang in here with me. Just stay with me. Together we're going to do something. Hallelujah. I just believe God's so hungry for his people. He's ready to put that mark. He's ready to put his signature on us. Hallelujah. When we simply say, God, I don't know what to do, but I know that you know what to do. Hallelujah. I'm dependent on you. I'm hungry for you. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't we just lift our voices to him? Let's give him thanks and let's give him praise. Amen. Even for the brokenness. Amen. The weeping. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God, we want the power in this place. We want power in our families. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, power in our witness, God. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your good word today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's powerful. It's sharp. Amen. It's quick. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we pray, God, that it lodges and enters into spirits and hearts in this place. See us through, God. Amen. We know you will, Lord. You're our friend that sticks closer than a brother. And we're dependent on you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 We ought to worship him just a little while before we go. Amen. Fall in love with him again. Tell him you need him today. Be a weeper. Hallelujah. Be one that sighs. I don't know what to do, Lord. But I'm just going to weep. Amen. Between the porch and the altar. Hallelujah. Amen. And cry out, Lord. Spare us, God. In Jesus' name. The altar's open if you'd like to come spend some time here. Amen. God's looking for weepers. Somebody to put his signature on. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God hears and sees your cries. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Come right on. Invite somebody to come. Strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your Strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your Strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your Perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness.
is mighty your strength is perfect in all of my weakness lord i am broken my life is in pieces but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness lord i am broken my life is in pieces but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness broken my life is in pieces but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness jesus 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 i'm calling you jesus jesus Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I know I'm broken, but you can heal me. Jesus, Jesus. I'm calling you. I know I'm broken, but you can heal me. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I not be worth much, but I'm still willing. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, I'm walking. But you can heal me, Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I know I'm broken, but you can heal me, Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Might not be worth much, but I'm still willing. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I'm broken, my life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken, my life is in pieces, but your Strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness Jesus 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 I'm calling you Jesus 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 I'm calling you, Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, I know I'm broken, but you can heal me, 
Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I know I'm broken, but you can heal me. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. I might not be worth much, but I'm still willing. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I'm calling you. You know, I suppose that we will never, as long as we live in this life, we'll never get past the fact that we have to deal with this human nature. One of the things that we deal with is, is emotions. You know, not only weeping, but anger is an emotion. You know, when we get upset about situations and things that happen, it's just only normal. That's only, it's just a normal thing that we deal with. But, but we, we learn how best to deal with that. And uh, then we become less angry. We become less frustrated. Hallelujah. See, we, we can't afford, we can't afford to let our feelings and emotions determine what we do or do not do. There has to be something more deep-rooted and underlying than just our feelings because here's why. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Somebody's going to let you down. Somebody's going to discourage you, disappoint you. You're going to lose a loved one. Somebody's going to treat you bad. That's just simply the way life is. And I know probably people or families that have been constantly in search of the perfect church. They've been looking for the perfect preacher, perfect church all their lives. Amen. But, you know, I could have saved them a lot of trouble to begin with. You know, you're not going to find it. Like we used to tell the guy, you know, you found a perfect church, huh? Yeah, so don't go there. Because if when you get there, it won't be perfect anymore. And so... There's, there's no such thing as that. Amen. But we have to let more than feelings and emotions determine what we do or don't do. Hallelujah. So just learn how to weep. And that's not natural at times. Anger instead of weeping and brokenness, that just doesn't come natural. So you have to learn that's what God wants. Egypt was in trouble. 400 years in bondage. But you know, there's a couple of scriptures in the Old Testament said, God heard their cries. I used to preach, I had to back up and stop preaching it, but I used to say, nothing moves God but faith. No, no, it's not true. That is not true. Amen. Weeping and mourning and brokenness and being crushed, that moves God. Hallelujah. I'm glad it does. I'm glad it does. Hallelujah. Any daddies here that... Uh, kind of give in to your daughters or your sons. Now, I'm going to tell you how I am. You're talking about the flesh. I come from a heathen bunch of family, and and unfortunately, we just bow up and fight, you know. If people start telling me what they can. Chad's got a little of it. He start, he, he's mentioned it a couple times in his preaching. Somebody start telling him what he's got to do. He said even if he wants to do it, he won't do it now. They told him he had to. But But you let that child, that son or that daughter, you let them get pitiful with you. And they learn, I've always said, by the time the kid gets two or three, they have a degree in psychology. They know how to operate you. They know the strings and the buttons to push and the strings to pull. They do. They learn that, right? But you know that. You know what's going on, but you can't help it. Get ready. It's coming. <laughs> and they just mean as they can be. But they learn how to just be pitiful and look at you. And you're like, okay, baby. Whatever you want. <laughs> Daddy and Papa, we'll do this for you. I just kind of feel like that's the way God is. I don't know why somebody envisioned him as being, you know, strong and stern and, you know, just judgmental about it. No, no, he's a, he's a tender God. 
And when he sees your weeping and your tears, he heard their groanings. He, heard, he saw their tears, heard their cries. And he moved in there. That's when he set the bush on fire. And Moses was unworthy. I can't do that. Here's what you do. You go tell Pharaoh to set my people free. That's what got the ball rolling. Weeping people, not angry people, not mad people, not vindictive people. Not I'll show you who's right. Come on, let's sit down. I'm going to prove you. That That didn't do it. It was weeping. Hallelujah. You're wonderful today. Amen. Amen. A little different from how we normally do it. We normally end with a shout if we can, but hey, this is okay. Amen. Promise me this. You won't quit shouting, okay? Get a little weeping in there, though. Amen. Turn that anger into like, oh, God, I, you know, I need you. Don't just want God because he's just it's a nice thing to do. Amen. But because we need him. Amen. Remember the old song, every hour, I need you, O Lord. Hallelujah. Beautiful songs. Great to see you. I guess if I don't get to shake your hand or hug your neck, I love you. Hope you come back. Good things in store for the church here. This is a house of refuge. Amen. Come. Amen. Get away from the enemy that's about to kill us. Come in here and spend time in prayer and worship. Amen. And we want you to be a part of this church. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Shake hands. Be friendly. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Stay bundled up. It's still cold out there.